Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Stretch run of Grant and Danny taking you up to 630 tonight. We've got Caps Hockey right here. On 106.7, the fan this evening. Puck drop slated for 7 p.m. Over at Capital One Arena. I'm going to get out of here, and I'm going to go to that game. I want to see Rasmus Sandin try to get point number six in game number three since being acquired. <clears throat> so Danny's out. He lost his voice right around 4.30 a couple shows ago. He just couldn't talk. Your boy's voice has gotten weak as this show has gone on, I'll tell you. I don't think laryngitis is contagious. I don't think he gave it to me, but, but we got a developing situation here. There's only two of us. So Danny's been out for a couple of days. No sign yet. No one knows really what's going on here. If he's going to be back tomorrow. And now your boy has the voice getting weaker and weaker on him. I'm sucking down some water and eating cough drops like they're candy right now. But uh, the, the finish line is nigh. We'll get there. Taking you up to 6.30. Got the audio vault coming up in just a couple of minutes, which I'm excited about. A lot of good audio in it. I just saw this tweet, though. This is very relevant in Washington, D.C., so I want to pass this along because it's just now breaking. The Georgetown Hoyas have parted ways with Patrick Ewing as their head basketball coach. Now, I am not a guy who celebrates when people lose their job. That's not what I do. Someone lost a job. He's got a staff of people. Now they got to find new jobs. There are families involved, okay? This was a no-brainer, though, for the Hoyas. This was the most obvious and necessary move as a program that could have and should have been made. And frankly, I'm stunned it didn't happen two years ago. I think what happened, honestly, was they won the conference tournament in 2020, 2021, after his fourth season. And that bought him some time. But at that point, they had already finished sub-500 in back-to-back years. They'd been 500 or worse in three of his four seasons. And then they won the Big East tournament, as unlikely as that was, as a 13-13 and team. And maybe that's why he ended up getting another two years after that. But the depths 
to which the Hoyas have fallen under Patrick Ewing over these last couple years are just unfathomable. I think if you're a young person listening right now, you're a teenager, you're in your young 20s, you don't really get it, and you don't really know what the Hoyas were. Georgetown basketball in this city was a monster at one point. In fact, if you go back far enough, they were a national brand. They were iconic. They were legendary under Big John Thompson. Really an amazing reach for that program. People were wearing Georgetown Hoyas gear all over the country. They were a household name and a household program. And I don't think it'll ever be the same anymore with player player movement having come to college basketball and transfers and guys coming and going based on money. I mean, they actually still really care about school and guys going to class and you know some important non-basketball things. But I got to tell you, what has happened the last two seasons for Georgetown has been a disaster to watch. And I'm a fan of the program. Uh, within the family, me and my wife, we're season ticket holders. Her and her brother have season tickets and go to a lot of the games, and that means I end up at a lot of the games. The Hoyas, the last two years combined, were 13-50. and 50. 13 and 50. And honestly, I, I think what they did to Patrick Ewing wasn't fair. Can you grab me the clip of Ewing at the press conference yesterday? I mean, he has been having to answer questions about his job for a while. Everybody knew this had to be coming. I guess there was a chance just because it seemed so obvious after last year that they needed to make a change. They were 6-25 and last season in 31 games. It seemed glaringly evident at the time they need to make a change, and then somehow or for some reason they didn't. I guess there was a small chance they wouldn't this time too, but this guy's a legend in that program. He's one of the great players in Hoyas history. He's a Hall of Fame basketball player in college and in the NBA. It's a success story and a cool thing that someone who played for your program ends up coming back and leading you and being a coach. Now, I hated the hire. We can get into that. Do right by him. Like, don't just leave him out there dangling in the wind and uh, like a, a leaf on a limb as he's being asked about his job and this program just flounders and he is coaching this team that is going nowhere. I mean, it was really, really ugly for two years in a row. Do you realize their conference record over the last two seasons, this is not a bit, was 2-38 and 38 in the Big East? Are we talking about the New Jersey Institute of Technology or the Georgetown Hoyas? Two and 38 in conference. Like, this was so unacceptable. But Ewing has just kind of been there wearing it. Classy dude, answering questions. But they should have made a change a long time ago. Uh, this, this was uh, Patrick last night at the podium. Coach, just to follow up, do you want to be back as Georgetown coach next year? Hey, look. Everybody, look, I, um, I listened to Coach Bayheim's uh, press conference after the game, and everybody was just ranting about, are you coming back or what? Hey, look, I am proud of being a Georgetown Hoyer. Um, this institution has been great to me over the, over the years. Uh, I'd be honored to come back as the coach here. That's it. Final score last night, by the way, I haven't mentioned. They played Villanova, and this is not like the good Villanova team that you're used to that wins the NCAA tournament with Jay Wright as their coach. This is the 16-15 and 15 Villanova team that was a sixth seed in the Big East. They beat them by 32 last night. The Hoyas lost 80-48. to 48. So this is not really a beat-up on Patrick Ewing session. 
because I, I think he just acts with class and with dignity that I really appreciate, and I kind of like the way he's handled himself. This is more a, how did you allow this to happen with Ewing still being here after six seasons of this program, having not one time in his six years been even a factor in the conference? Other than a, a Cinderella week-long run at Madison Square Garden. That was kind of cool. They went, by scheduling, really soft out of schedule stuff. And by, and by the way, lost some of those games along the way early in seasons. 500, 19 and 14 with one of the easier schedules in the country. 15 and 17, 13 and 13, 6 and 25, 7 and 25. A 400 winning percentage at Georgetown. I, I just don't know how this was allowed to go on this long, and I hate it for Patrick Ewing that it did because, like, what's the old saying? Like, your heroes become villains or whatever. You didn't need for that to happen. You got people like me angry that he's coaching, and, and you got fans of this team wanting a change. That shouldn't be the case with Patrick Ewing. But, but that's the nice part of the Ewing conversation. The, the other part, and we're all adults, we can just discuss this. This is a business, and, and it's a results-oriented business. He was terrible as a head coach. Their best players often transferred. They either got in trouble and left, or I don't know why they left, but they did. Mac McClung, who just won the dunk contest, uh, Isaac Copeland. We could go through all the names if you want to. We don't need to. But this was, a, I mean, this was a debacle. There's not a program in the country from 2017 to right now that has fallen further than Georgetown. There's not a coach who's been around since 2017 with the results of Patrick Ewing that was still coaching as of yesterday. It, it, Tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't know how that would be possible. I didn't like the hiring when it when it happened because to me, Georgetown's on a level that you got to do better than a guy who'd never coached before. But the way the program's been run, and uh we lost obviously the iconic and legendary big John Thompson, which is difficult and sad because he is one of the most influential basketball figures in this city's history. Um, and that's an awful thing still. But for a long, long time, even well after he coached. He's kind of run the program, and, and the way that I think a lot of us perceive it had a lot to do with the decisions that were made. And so you either were related to him or you knew him or you were close to him or you were friends with him or you didn't really get a shot at this thing. And as recently as 17-18 with Patrick Ewing, who used to play at Georgetown for Big John, he gets the nod having never been a head coach. And people will say, well, he was an assistant in the NBA and he sat on the bench, and that's true. Uh, I just, this is Georgetown, man. Like, go, go get me someone who's won a conference at some lower level if you want to take a risk on someone who hasn't done it. Or hire me a grown-up who everybody knows who has coached in college and, and been to Sweet 16s. Now, can you get that done this time around in the hiring cycle? Uh-uh, because the program has completely fallen apart. But in 1718, could you have done that? I definitely think you could have. You could have hired someone who'd coached in a power conference and had success and that's kind of what I was looking for. The story would have been amazing, and that was what we were all hoping is the player comes back and leads them as a program back to the promised land. But it became very evident really, really quickly that was not going to happen. And instead of just kind of going their separate ways, he was just left, as far as I'm concerned, thrown to the wolves over these last few seasons with a team that just couldn't compete in the conference, and he just had to keep doing press conferences. I mean, it was, God, this has been brutal to watch. If you're a Georgetown fan, you get it. What they once were, 
I'm not even talking about going to the tournament and the the uh, the, the tough loss to Florida Gulf Coast and you know the Final Four run or or the Jeff Green years or Roy Hibbert. I, I'm just saying it. Go back to uh, you know. Devontae Smith-Rivera, you know, less than a decade ago when, when Georgetown got to the tournament and got knocked out by DeLon Wright and Kyle Kuzma in Utah. Like, that program was relevant, and they were drawn at Capital One Arena, and it's it's just so different now. It's crazy. But uh, the news comes out, John Rothstein with the report that Georgetown and Ewing parting ways. Jensen's in Burtonsville wants to hop in. What's up, Jensen? Yeah, I mean, I, I can easily separate uh, any emotion from the Pat Ewing playing days to Pat Ewing, the coach. I have zero sympathy for Pat Ewing. I, I mean, you, you seem like you're trying to add all the emotion to Pat Ewing. He could have bowed out gracefully himself a number of years ago. He's the one that stuck around. So I got zero sympathy. So if he wants to parade himself around press conferences and get interviewed – Look, he dug the hole. He's not parading. He That's his job, he, right? He does the press conferences. Yeah, 100%, absolutely. But the part that I'm talking about is the part where you add on, you feel sorry for Pat Ewing. Well, my point is he, he should have been put out of his misery three years ago, in my opinion. Well, you know, Pat Ewing's a big boy, and he can put himself out of his own misery. You know, don't forget well, he, that he, I guess he equation. could have quit. I, I don't really expect guys to do that. Thank you, Jensen. Jensen's always so angry when he calls in. Why is that? That was the guy I remember last week who I, was, I, I like, worry about him a little bit. Like, he's really feisty, that guy. That's a good phone call. Thank you. Uh, I don't think you're wrong. <clears throat> Again, he's not a victim. <clears throat> what I'm telling you is this is a bad look for the program when your Mount Rushmore guy ends up being someone that your, your fan base is starting websites to fire. Like, that's not the way it's supposed to end for Patrick Ewing with the Hoyas. That's all. Side note, second conversation. To your point, he's a big boy. He was a horrific head coach here, and that was a disaster of the last several years for the program. Tony's in Annandale. What's up, Tony? Doing another great job going solo, Grant. Thanks, bud. Listen, I I come from the old school. Man, I used to spend my Saturdays watching Georgetown and Ewing battle St. John's with Chris Mullen and Walter Berry. So I appreciate the Hoya pride. And I just want to say, man, thank you to Patrick Ewing. He's a Hoya goat. He's an NBA top 50 GOAT. You know, he's a faithful New York Knicks assistant coach. I just wish he could have done better with George now. But I think it might be good for him to go to a smaller school where he could recruit a really legitimate. Tony, 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 I appreciate the call. He can't recruit. Kids don't care about Patrick Ewing, I don't think. I mean, didn't we just learn that? That was what everyone kept selling me. That was the hill of beans I was sold. It's Patrick Ewing, man. He's going to walk into your living room. A 17-year-old's going to go, wait, who are you? You play for the, the Knicks or the Nets? Hang on a second. Let me TikTok this dance with my girlfriend real quick. They don't care about Patrick Ewing, I don't think. I mean, maybe he'll get another opportunity. Frankly, again, not trying to beat up on Patrick Ewing, I wouldn't hire him. Doesn't matter where I'm. I'm an AD. It, Find me a guy who has been a basketball coach at the college level and has had success, or if they haven't, someone who has been a good assistant at a good program who's up and coming and young. Uh, it, this just didn't work, and and I just can't believe it lasted as long as it did. Uh, but they've got to go outside the family. they got to go outside the building. they got to get some fresh set of eyes here, some fresh ideas, go outside of the Georgetown realm and make a hire. And they're in a really bad way in terms of 
fixing the program now, I think, long-term. But it's got to be a fresh start. It can't be, you know, you, you can't go get Alonzo Mourning and, and bring him back and ask him to do it. Allen Iverson, you were great as a Hoya. C- come coach us. That shouldn't be the play. All right, I told you I had some good audio for you. I wanted to react to, so let's go through the audio vault. I want to start with Buck Showalter, a story about a baked potato, one of my favorite guys in sports, manager of the Mets. Here he was at spring training. Walked up hill both ways. I did school. walk to school with a baked potato in my pockets to keep my hands warm. <laughs> Is that yeah. true? Yeah, I put tinfoil around it. My mother would bake it and put tinfoil around it, and I could put that baked potato in my pockets. My dad was a principal, but he wouldn't let me ride with him. So you got to walk. Long walk. Then it'd be lunch? Huh? Then it'd be lunch? Uh, breakfast. <laughs> I got into it a little earlier, halfway to school. That's a brilliant idea. Has anyone had done that? Tweet me at Grand H. Paulson. You're so cold and you're walking somewhere that you bake a potato, wrap it in foil, and it keeps you warm like a hand warmer. I mean, now I guess we have hand warmers that might serve the purpose. But then you get to school and that's your breakfast. You just start gnawing on a baked potato like an apple. I am a Buck Showalter guy. He's good for one of those stories just about every session with the media. Always makes me laugh. But if you have ever used a baked potato as a hand warmer, I want to hear from you. And by the way, that's a sneaky good snack. Haven't done it in a long time. Just a baked potato, just eat it like an apple. Put a little butter on it and just a little salt. Just gnaw it a, a baked potato. All right, give me John Miller in the audio vault here. One of the great voices calling baseball games of all time. Longtime voice of the Orioles. Has been out in San Francisco for years with the Giants. My guy was not happy with the Arizona Diamondbacks PR staff because apparently they sent him no game notes. He was supposed to call a spring training game without any information on the Diamondbacks as teams continue to to not spend what they once did and apparently not put in the work that they once did. Here's John Miller going ham. I'm guessing, I have to guess, the D-backs decided, ah, the heck with the big leagues. Let's just not be a big league team for the split squad. Here's the 1-1 pitch. And a fastball swung on and missed by Bryce Johnson. It's one and two. They have sent no public relations people over here. No information about who the manager is or anything at all about him. So if they don't want to be a big league team, we'll just treat them like a sandlot team. So they give us no information about anything. So one of those guys in a red shirt managing. And a right-hander, one of their right-handers on the mound. And there's a ball up and away. Three and two the count. I mean, there's certain things that go along with being a big league team. Like, try to act like a big league team. Three and two the count to Bryce Johnson. Here's Sacconi. And the pitch is bounced to second over to his right. Backhanding it, Castillo. And he throws out Johnson at first. See, I even had names. Did a little homework on what little we have, which is nothing whatsoever from the uh, the Bush League D-backs. We go to the third inning. The, the Giants Bush won. League D-backs. John Miller broadcasting angry baby. He was in the red about the Diamondbacks. He was seeing red. It, it, you don't know what it's like to be broadcasting and furious, and you can't go anywhere, and you can't say anything. Something's happening behind the scenes. You can't talk about it. You just got to keep going, keep chugging along, but you're livid. John Miller let you know he was not very happy about it that day on KMBR, the Giants radio network. The audio vault, 
on GND without Danny today. Give me cut eight here. This was last night. This is Fred Van Vliet. He is going off. Profanity-laden rant about a referee singling out a guy named Ben Taylor who refs games in the NBA. I always love a very calm, apoplectic, like reasoned, not yelling complaint that leads to the fine. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, a couple other, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just the game up, you know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a bull attack, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be dicks and um, just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. And um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed. Um, but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome. You can't find him the same amount that you find a coach when they just say, thought the officiating was poor tonight, and then they move on to the next sentence, right? Like, if there is a fine for that, you get, I don't know, $20,000 when you comment on officiating. Is it 20000 if you just say you didn't like the officiating as a coach and 20000 for Van Vliet knowing what he just did? Because that seems like the same fine for going three over and 57 over. One of you was driving 114 and the other one was driving 67. I haven't heard a player go in like that in a while. But if it's true that you're a player and the same guy texts you all the time, he tees you up, that's got to be, in your mind, maddening to the point where you assume it is personal. All right, that's your audio vault on Grant and Danny. Let's get to your Caps power play. Rasmus Sandin looking to improve on five points in his first two games with the Capitals. The first time a defenseman has ever done that in Caps history. Had three assists in his first game. Came back with a multi-point second game. Has been very, very good in helping set up Alex Ovechkin on the power play. OV 36th goal last time out. Looking for goal number 37 tonight for the Caps. 7 o'clock start time against the New Jersey Devils at Capital One Arena. You will hear Dan Kolko's interviews with top Nats prospect Elijah Green and a conversation he had with Darren Baker, that's Dusty's boy, who is in the national system as well, from West Palm Beach coming your way next. Here on The Fan, we've got Caps Hockey at the top of the hour, as I mentioned. Appreciate everybody listening. Thanks so much. Huge show tomorrow. I'm excited about it. We'll talk to Josiah Gray of the Washington Nationals. And rumors have it, your boys are going to have one of my guys when I was a kid. Rod Strickland on the show as well. Pretty cool. It'll be tomorrow on Grant and Danny. Another chance for you to win a four-pack of Caps tickets at 4 o'clock. Until then, have a wonderful evening. Enjoy yourselves. This has been G&D on 106.7 The Fan. Thank you for coming. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 